Welcome back to the What You Thinking podcast. I am your boy, Miles. And this is Colin here. What's going on, Miles? Hey, man. Everything is gravy. Beautiful, beautiful, oh, man. Oh. You got to come down here, man. We we had 70, 70, high 70s all day, man, right now. Beautiful high down here at the end of the 70s. year. High 70s. High 70s, low 80s. You know, I can go out in my shorts, no problem. Maybe a slight breeze, you know. Just a little. <laughs> oh, just a, just a slight. Just a slight. Breeze, just a slight know? breeze, you know. <laughs> nah, nah. Just a little something to you know, may, maybe spike the hairs up a little bit, you know, get a little shiver. Mm, mm-hmm, but nothing, nothing mm-hmm, crazy, mm-hmm. you know. I ain't wearing a scully. And by out here. slight breeze, you mean ocean breeze. Oh yeah, nice. It's nice. It's breezy. Nice mm. ocean breeze. Mm-hmm. Let it flow through your hair, you know. Right then, just to feel the nice that nice sun hitting you, getting that vitamin D. Oh yeah. That's the good stuff, man. Meanwhile, I'm over here in the full thermal, got the the, the parka on, mm. the hood up, scully mm. on. It don't gloves, gotta be that way. Boots. It oh, it's gotta be that way. No, it don't. It's you called can, you NYC, can move down. baby. You can move down. <laughs> Get move down to where? Go. This is your type of weather down here, man. Come on, man. Come, nah, come down do here, man. Get a little darker, you know. You know, you get a little darker, a little darker, Have a little dark. Ain't nothing wrong with some mocha, some dark chocolate, <laughs> you know, complexion. It's all, it's all good. Uh, uh, just, 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 just get that nice little color to it. That's it. I need a nice little color, man. I mean, I'm still working on my tan. You know, I'm still looking like a little vanilla bean type complexion, some <laughs> vanilla. I'm trying to get maybe slight get to that caramel type complexion, you know, but caramel, caramel, a little bit, maybe not so much, but you know, uh. I want to look a little sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ah, sweet. It's a little sweet. You know, some for the ladies. Uh, you know, but we could talk get, about that another day. <laughs> oh, that's another. That's another day. You get that baby oil like you the rock out there. Yeah. See, now nah, I don't got that, out. man. I can't put baby oil on me, man. Look all shiny and make it look right. See that the rock can handle that. That's Dwayne Johnson. He he can handle that, man. I, I can't do that. Man. Oh, you want with the full name Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson? Johnson. <laughs> yeah. See, he he got the baby oil down. I can't see. I can't do that. I look like a fool. It won't. It, it just won't work. I'm sorry. Oh, it's something you got to deal with. Well, I'm glad that you're doing good. Yes. You know, I'm glad you feeling. You feeling good. You out there in your little shorts, mm. living life. Lovely. Uh, and the crazy thing is, speaking of living life, is that we are basically at the close of 2019. Wow. Yeah. It's, 2019. It seems like the calendar just rolled over. Yeah. In January, it's, and it, the year is over. It's always like that, man. It the year always every time, every time after New Year's hits, it feels like it just flies. You know, time is always flying by, man. It's, it's like time waits for no man. Not at all, man. Not at all. It's just it's amazing. And then you have to do a rundown. We try, you know, as we look back at our year this time of year, you know, we like, dang, you know, what happened this year? What what like what are the things that happened in our lives or around us? You know, like you have to do a whole right. recap. And so now you set new goals for yourself in the new year, you know? Could you imagine, though, if our lives were like a TV show and, like, you had a recap? Like, you watch that joint in replay? I feel like a lot of us be fast forward in some sections. Like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I did that. Oh, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, mm, mm, you know, I should have never done that. I'm going to need that scroll from the archive. we we'll have to scratch like, that one out. That Can we in. edit that out, the, the, the show? Like, we don't need to see that. No. No, I'm no. gonna need you. To, I'm gonna need you to clip, uh, clip that cut. 
clip clip that cut that that's not it that is that is that is not it but <laughs> we'll get there uh, clip that um, cut that sounds so that sounds yeah. good enough for me <laughs> right <laughs> so uh yeah so like i said i mean 2019 is ending and i think this uh it's our first episode right of going live on the podcast um and so in this episode will be a little bit different from our typical episode so to speak where there's not necessarily one huge topic that we're discussing we're going to look at back some of the sort of bigger biggish stories that occurred in 2019 um that we're going to focus on obviously it's almost impossible to cover what happened in an entire year in a short podcast um what we're going to look at today is we're going to talk about a lot of the disasters that happened in 2019 so you had obviously like hurricane uh, dorian you had the 2019 wildfires which ravaged california again and a variety of other natural disasters that happened around the world um i think recently too you just had that volcano that exploded uh, I think it was like in New Zealand or, or somewhere um, as well. So there's been a lot of disasters and they've been increasing over over time. And then, of course, there was the Equifax data breach, which sort of was a big issue in 2019. And then on Twitter, I know there was a huge thing when talking about Area 51 where individuals were like trying to like raid Area 51, which I don't know. I just I have no Crazy. words for that. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's ridiculous. And then we're going to look at, of course, going into sports. So obviously we, we know that both you and I are huge sports fans and almost, I think, most of the big stories this year in sports, um, at least in terms of this, for this podcast, both happened in the NFL was when Andrew Luck retired abruptly, suddenly, and then the whole Antonio Brown situation with getting dropped from the, the Steelers, then he got signed, and then he got was on the Patriots, then he had a helmet, and the Raiders, and it was a wild year for Antonio Brown in the NFL. Uh, so let's kick it off with our first story. Um, let's talk about the natural disasters. And I think one of the interesting things with natural disasters, right, is that they happen frequently, but no one, like, there's rarely, I mean, obviously with hurricanes and stuff, there is some sort of an announcement sometimes, but like, most individuals are like rarely prepared for natural disasters. Right, right. No, it's crazy, man. Natural natural disasters, like for me, I, I think since I live down here in Miami now, you know, hurricanes are a big thing down in you know, Florida, South Florida specifically as well. You know, when you have these, when you hear about these hurricanes, for instance, like Dorian for this year, that was a big one that, that hit the Bahamas. As you know, that one hit really bad over there. And so before it hit the Bahamas, they were looking at, we was going to get a direct hit over here in South Florida. So they, we were prepping. I remember my job, we were putting plastic bag, black plastic bags around our computers. They were putting it, we put our computers away. Um, everyone was mentioning, you know, getting the proper, you know, supplies, lights, you know, extra battery, batteries, water. I mean, cases of water. Food, canned goods, all these things were talked about. Um, portable fans that you could put batteries in there as well. Um, anything of uh, having extra water. I mean, anything you can have that you know could be used for a, a good amount of time for you. Because supposedly you can have power out for up to a week or two weeks sometimes, depending on your source and how fast um you get the help out here or anywhere, depending on the situation. And so I remember that. Um, during that time when Dorian was here, and it was coming actually, uh, they were. I was trying to think about when was the best way to prepare myself for it. And so I remember earlier in the week when we heard Dorian was coming, I decided I wanted to go to Walmart, right? The best choice to make, guys. Just go to Walmart when you hear a hurricane's coming. It's the best thing to do. 
not. <laughs> it's not the best. <laughs> you set yourself up for failure. So I go thinking I'm getting ahead of this thing, right? I go to Walmart, no problem. So right when I get through those doors, it's a madhouse. It's just a complete I, – I, I never seen anything like it before. I mean – because you and everyone else decided to wait till the last minute to decide, so, you know what? <laughs> Now's the time. I thought I was getting ahead of it, man. I really thought I was a week out. Mm. I was a week ahead. They said, oh, it's coming to Florida, possibly. They still wasn't sure on the track, but, you know, maybe you should just get some things in order, right? So I was like, let me get ahead of this, man. But, man, I see people running down the aisles. I see men in, in wheelchairs just flying down the aisle like 40 miles per hour to get to the milk section or to get to their cases of water. And I'm just like, what is going on? I, I really thought the end of the world was here. I really thought something. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to come out alive. I thought my shirt was going to get ripped off. I, I got shoved <laughs> down. I, I, I couldn't find my portable fans. I you know barely got batteries and. I was like, I walked out with maybe like a, tw I didn't even walk out with a 24 case of water. I walked out with like a one gallon jug and that was it. That was it. That's all I had. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Going through that experience, has that changed your perspective now? Like, do you feel like, okay, I went through that. Like, are you prepared now? Do you feel that, you know what, I'm going to start like getting water periodically. I'm going to have food in my house. I'm going to be prepared no matter what. Or are you still like, eh? I tell you what now. Now I have an I have an extra case of water in my in my own pantry now, just in case. I you know I have the batteries. I have an extra set of batteries that I don't use. I just don't you know I'll keep those aside. I will never use them. Mm -hmm. I'll keep them there just in case. Um, yeah, I have extra stuff in my closet, um, my pantry closet now, just in case. I always keep canned goods now that you know I don't use. I'll use it only for specifically for that time. I know they mentioned that after hurricane season is over, specifically for like you have water that needs to be used. You can't. It's only a specific shelf lifetime you can use it for. You know. Right. Then you have to just you know either you know you can donate it to charities or you can eat it yourself because it can go bad, of course. And so, but I still keep those things there for now. And you know, even though hurricane season's passed now since we're in December, but you know, it's always good to have extras just in case. I mean, you never know what could happen on a day to day. Um, you know, recently we just, you know, we had a, we had a bad storm about a few days ago here. We had flooding mm -hmm. that was really bad down here. Um, that really, it's a, it cut off the whole, like the whole block over here. We had a few blocks that were just completely flooded. They had to shut down businesses. I almost didn't make it to work. I mean, it was, it was really bad. It was so unexpected, like this huge storm that came right. in and just caused so much flooding. So you just don't know what could happen on a day to day. So it's always best to be prepared with the necessary things you, um, you may need for such as canned goods, water, batteries, um, having, you know, having those things, you know, bars of soap, um, just, just extra, any, t any goods that help you get, get through. Cause you just don't know. And so, you know, that's yeah, one of the things that happened for know. me and, you know, and, you know, as well as you hear about the things that happen in California as well, the wildfires, which is a whole different case mm -hmm. in itself, you know, and I think um, those wildfires, that's also been a big thing this year and what's been happening. I mean, it's been happening the last few years. I mean, just the dry land and what it's causing and a lot of people losing their homes on a, you know, on a high rate, a really high rate. I mean, I don't know what, how, how do you even attack that, you know, with the wildfires, you know? How do you deal with that? Well, I know like some people have like the whole, there's like a show used to come out, I think it was uh, on the, I 
think it was National Geographic. It was like doomsday preppers. And it was these people who were like super prepared, right? So they had, you know, food for like years Mm -hmm. and bunkers and the whole situation. Yeah. And I remember like sitting down and watching that show and I was just like, oh, I'm not prepared. They're they're (laughs) definitely ahead of it. That was on National Geographic, I I think. The National Geographic channel, I think it was on. Yeah. Yeah. That was really like a whole nother level, man. I think like you have a lot of people that do these bunkers, specifically even get those who are high class, you know, the billionaires and the millionaires who have these bunkers that are just like almost like mansions on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. they can hold up so much, you know, up to years, they, many years in this in these bunkers they create now. You know, I mean, if you have to be rich, of course, that set up these, you know, these bunkers. Oh, of course. But we don't have that type of money. So we're we're pretty much screwed at this point. But you know that's need that's you know need a case now you know for us i mean we just do our best to get what we need but you know you have a lot of people out there as you mentioned that you know that prep to extreme levels for this you know for what's to come you know and what they believe is really going to come and you know they some people i really believe they have a point yeah i mean you got to be prepared but the question is it's to a point right cuz depending where you are depending on your monetary circumstances you know, sort of limits what you can and can't do. I think the main point, though, is have some level of preparation. Do some level of preparation. Be some level prepared. Have some sort of water, some sort of food, batteries. Just be aware. I mean, we all can't afford the bunker situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, be nice to have a bunker. Be yeah, like, first of all, it just sounds cool, right? It does. I'm going to the bunker right now. I'm going to the, I'm heading to like, the bunker, man. Yo, I'll, I'll hit you up in another week. <laughs> Maybe so, you know, let's see if I get some, you know, I get some internet connection down here. I'll let, I'll keep you posted, you know? Oh, you're going to keep me posted? I'm going to oh, you just going to lock yourself in the bunker? Lock, and lock just, my, mm. I got, I got my own little shed underground, man. I got something down here, man. I got something. Oh, really? Yeah, I got, I got people. I'm going to be outside. Like, hey, oh, what I, up? <laughs> I know some people, man. I know some people, man. <laughs> Come come down to South Florida, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh right, come down to South Florida again. Here we go. Here we go, man. Just come right down here. It's all good. You got you got everything you need down here. Don't worry, man. The hurricanes, we're gonna get through it. Don't even worry about it. Mm. Well, speaking of being prepared, uh-huh. uh, I think that well, the other big story that happened in uh, 2019 that we talked about was the Equifax data breach, right? Yeah. So, I don't remember exactly what happened in that story, but I remember, I don't know if it was like a, it was like a million or so people's information got leaked. It's probably more than that. It was like your social security yeah, information, your credit card information, all your information got leaked and it was on the internet. And then they said that they were going to pay for some things and then end up didn't paying for things. And it was a whole mess. And I think it becomes even a bigger mess in today's society because everything we do is connected. Mm-hmm. We're on our phones constantly. Everything is on our phones, whether it's your banking information, your uh, social media information, your email addresses, your job information. And then on top of that, everything we do is online. We're becoming a society that's not necessarily based on cash. We're a credit card-based society, an internet-based society. Cybersecurity is is just as important as sort of physical security because if we're not prepared... um, if we're not prepared in terms of having our stuff secured in the internet, we're in a whole lot of trouble when stuff gets breached. Oh yeah, it's big time, man. I mean, 
even for myself, you know, all everything, all my bills, everything I pay is through my phone. Have my own apps, you know. Sometimes even store. Oh, you have your own apps. Oh, so no, not my own apps, apps oh. but like you know what I mean. Why you gotta take it there, man? See, I ain't got like that. I haven't created my apps. Oh, yet. I know you might be out here, like you know, just typing away, <laughs> tap, 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 tap on the computer, you know. <laughs> No, you might have Googled even. it. I mean, first of all, everything is Googleable now. So you could like you might have watched like 10 YouTube videos and was like, mm, Yep, I, I got, got this. this. No problem. Soon enough, man. Don't worry. I got you. If I get it going, I got you. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna be in the app in the bunker designing apps. Okay. Designing apps, man. I'm multitasking, man. Got I'm multitasking <laughs> all day, even in the bunker. Don't even worry. But no, but I mean for like applications in general, we store so much information in our applications and we, you know, we constantly on it. We're constantly using it. We store our information. We got, you know, we keep applications where we store our passwords and, you know, and we keep it locked. They're thinking that it's safe in our phones because we have an application that locks all our passwords that we use for, you know, banking or credit cards or, you know, online shopping like Amazon and doing those types of things. We think we're safe, but it could actually be breached very easily. You know, along with like social, our social security numbers. And, you know, we, I told, I think I spoke to you about this before. Um, there was a case, a uh, lady who worked in Capital One. Um, this was, I think, I believe this was early in the year. Uh, she got fired from the job and then just, uh, she decided to breach the company out of, I guess you could say out of spite that she wanted to do it. But she, at the time, she said she wanted to make a point. To Capital One to sh- let them know that. Oh, she made a point, all right. Oh yeah, she made a point by breaching this system and letting them know that they're, you know, they're vulnerable. And if I can do it within a, you know, she did it supposedly within a few minutes breaching this system. Well, she hit him with the, oh, I'm fired. I'll be One right second. back. Hold on. Boom! Just like put it right down on them and just like names, addresses, social security numbers, everything was exposed. And so it just in a in a matter of minutes. And somebody did it for fun. Because it doesn't, it doesn't take long for your stuff to be stolen. Right. It doesn't take long, and especially now. You know, everyone, you know, with technology, the rise of that, you know, in this time, you know, in the era we're living in, everything is exposed. You know, you may think we're safe and everything's private, but even our own phones, you know, we have microphones. We have everything that's tapped into everything we do. And so nothing is really private at this point anymore you know oh and let's not forget like siri and alexa are both listening to you right now yeah i see that's what scares me man i that scares me i have alexa in my room right now she's listening to everything everything she just turned on she was like what yeah she's talking about right now i have to be careful saying her name i can't even say her name man it's like a bad ex don't say the name man (laughs) bad ex don't don't say it don't say the name it's gonna bring back beyonce says say my name say my name say my name (laughs) (laughs) See, we don't want to do that, man. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We oh. gotta be, we gotta be careful out here. So that's why, no matter what we do today, everything is being tracked. Your passwords, your social security. It could be any day. Your day could come where you get breached, you get hacked. Somebody may, hey, somebody may file file taxes under your name, and then boom, that's the last thing yeah. you want. Get get killed. That, in that that's one. probably like the worst. That's probably although. It depends, right? If they call oh. tax my name, they getting a big refund. Oh, I see. <laughs> like, ah, ah, oh, okay. You gotta pay back ten thousand dollars in taxes. Oh, oh, could you imagine? That's the worst one. They're like, <laughs> um, someone filed taxes and it says that now you owe thirty grand. What? What? I owe thirty. They 30 said what? Grand. You can have that. They said who? 
They say who? Oh no no no, that's not my that's not my information. Mm, mm, mm. That joint was stolen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that, I mean, that's not somebody. me, man. That's not me. Right. I'm gonna need you call Uncle Sam because this ain't it right here. This, uh, <laughs> so. this ain't this ain't this ain't for me, man. This is you better change this up. Nah, but you said it's you. You said that's you, that's mm, your name. Let me see that spelling. See, what happened is, yeah. it's miles with two M's. It's M M, like M and M's. It's M M I L E S. You got it wrong, man. That's you got right. it wrong. <laughs> yeah. See, you, you only have one that. M there. I don't know who single M guy is. Um, M Miles. All right, get it that's, right. You gotta get it right because that's that's definitely not me. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, basically, in in terms of that story, I mean, I think it it was an interesting story that we need to pay attention to, especially as we move into 2020. The more and more uh, information that we have stuck on the interwebs, on the internet, on Facebook with and bringing it into our homes whether it's alexa it's siri or anything else like that we seem to be mindful that conve- with convenience comes a decreased amount of privacy and with that decreased amount of privacy it can lead to issues like anxiety and, and things about worrying about what's going to happen next uh but at the end of the day be if you're be prepared and if you're not prepared get prepared yeah. like start doing some research start looking into things um there's a wealth of information on online about protecting both your data and protecting as well your physical information um, and your digital information so that whether disaster strikes in terms of a physical nature like a wildfire or a hurricane or a snowstorm or a black or anything like that you can be prepared and then as well as if your data is breached as well so our last or not our last our last sort of pop culture entertainment story so to speak was like the area 51 raids which happened hmm it was like huge on Twitter for a while. I remember like seeing it trending and I still have no idea what that was about. It was just an interesting story. I thought we should talk about Yeah, why people would want to breach area 51. I, I don't know. I don't know. I really try to figure out how it even spiked and came back to, to light. I don't know. I remember like back when we were kids, you know, that was always like a, a thing we'll talk about at you know at lunch tables and we talk about you know talk about aliens and ufos and x files and you know that was stuff that was always just very you know intriguing to you know to us as kids but to rate it i i mean we what was <laughs> oh like, no i i agree 100 percent that like area 51 is one of those things especially in american pop culture that is so prevalent and it's something that is so intriguing, and we're always con- concerned about: Are there UFOs? Are there aliens? What's in Roswell, New Mexico? The whole thing is super intriguing. But for uh, like the average person, it doesn't go past. Yeah, I wonder what's in Area Fifty One. Did it keep aliens there? I wonder. Right. To go like, you know what? We should raid that. We should raid that. We man. should. We should. We should go see what's in there. All go as a team team of people no one's gonna stop us let's just go all right they can't shoot all of us they can't shoot us down except that they actually do have alien technology i'm probably mm. sure they could miles we are going we're going we, we oh, wait, wait. we're going that's we it going? it's it's done deal we're going for it all well i guess uh this has been the first and last episode of the what you that is clearly it. miles and uh, colin are going in two separate directions in our lives at this point <laughs> and we're no longer going to continue you you uh, gonna leave me hanging you gonna leave me hanging like that man oh absolutely <laughs> so i think i think that's really it 
there's, there's nothing really more to talk about in terms of the yeah, area 51, 51 it's just a it's a beautiful topic it's so it's so 2019 it's beautiful it's just great that's exactly what we need right now to, to end this year you know absolutely you gotta you gotta end end the year on a, on a sort of a laughter note but unfortunately our next two topics are a little bit more somber mm-hmm. uh, so we move into our sports section of this week's podcast and we look at the uh, Andrew Luck retiring. So Andrew Luck recently retired. And for most people who were involved in sports, it was completely out of left field. He had a, it was ravaged by injuries over the last several years, but no one really thought that, oh, he's going to retire. And then all of a sudden it was, I think it was like in the middle of the season, out of really nowhere, it was one of those Adam Schefter reports. Adam Schefter, Andrew Luck's retiring. And Say people R. were shocked yep. about what happened. Yeah. So what you thinking about that? I mean, I think that if you play fantasy football, that hurts you really bad at the timing of the reporting. I tell you, I tell you that much. <laughs> if any anybody out there was had done their fantasy football draft at the time this went out, I'm sorry if you drafted Andrew Luck. That's the worst. This first, I had to put that out there first, first foremost. But anyway, when that came out, I was really shocked. I was not expecting it. Right when it happened, I was thinking automatically all the quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks at that in the league um, and how that was going to, it changes everything now, you know, for a guy like Andrew Luck, who is still relatively young in his prime, you could say. Um, He's in his late 20s and still has, you know, we, as, you know, us as fans, we thought he still had some time, even though he was going through some injuries. I mean, he's, been a successful quarterback. I mean, he didn't win a Super Bowl. He didn't get to that point, but you knew that he had the ability to do it with that, you know, with the Colts. And so, and retire at that time says a lot of what he was going through, you know, not only physically, but mentally and the pain that he was going through, his family he was going through and his friends and, you know, the impact that it had not only on him, but also those around him. And it showed that there were more important things than football for him. And you have to totally respect that, and you know, as a man, as a person, and it makes you think about other players now as well. You think about guys like who are just starting out, maybe like Lamar Jackson, who's a you know just superb, he's amazing, you know, he's but he's so mobile, he's almost he's like a Michael Vick but better. Uh, you think of guys Russell Wilson, you know, another great talent right there. Um, you got Cam Newton. We're not talking about Cam Newton. Cam Newton, but that's not, the guy right there. Not a he's Cam a, Newton for him. Let's, let's move past this. <laughs> Next question. Cam Newton is just, is just the guy, right? There. No, I'm. I mean, you're right. When the when the news first dropped, that was we. You and I had a conversation. I think you texted me or I texted you. I don't remember which. You know how it happened, but I think that was my second question, and I was my immediate response was, "What do I think about Cam Newton?" Because Cam Newton was injured last year. He was injured. He had the Liz Frank injury this year. He's a mobile right. quarterback. He's had a rash of injuries similar to Andrew Luck. And the question is, is he going to retire? But I think we have to think about the fact that with Andrew Luck, he did have a rash injury. He was injured for like several years in a row. And I think he said at the end, he basically said that he was tired of a cycle of pain and rehab that he was going. That cycle was just wearing on him and mentally he just couldn't do it anymore. And we have to give credit for that because to come out and say, especially in a sport like football, football is known as the quote unquote man sport, right? It is 
the sport where toughness means everything. And so for somebody to come out and say that they're mentally worn down, they're not going to play through and football is about playing through injuries constantly, getting shot up with drugs to keep playing football to come out and say, and not on top of that, not only to say that you're not going to play how much money he left on the table, mm-hmm. we have to give him a lot of credit. And for us, we need to be able to say to ourselves individually when we reach a point. So a lot of times we want to keep pushing. I want to mm-hmm. keep pushing. I, I, can, I can give more. I can give more. I can give more. But we need to sometimes stop and think to ourselves, am I pushing too hard? Yep. Am I at my limit? Do I need to take a break? Do I need to stop? Do I need to ask for help? And mm-hmm. if we do those things, that puts us in a better position to succeed instead of constantly pushing to the limit. Because eventually there is no limit. Eventually you just break. Right. That's it. And once you're broken, sometimes there's no recovering from that. And I think as men, especially we we, were raised to, you know, to be a man, don't cry, don't show your feelings, you know, don't give in, don't do any of these things, but it's not always the best course of action. So we need to stop, take a second and think about, is this track that I'm on too much? And if it's too much, where can I go for help? Who can I ask? Who can I call? And if we're that person or that guy on the under end of that phone, do we just say to that person, dude, you need to man up, man. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, granted, <laughs> sometimes you need to tell your friends, bro, I need you to man up. Like, yeah. But we also yeah. need to recognize at the time when it's not that time. It's not the time to say man up. It's the time to say, hey, oh, while you're going through that, like, I'm here for you, bro. Yeah. Like, what can I, what can I do to help? Yeah. And not shunning individuals, not giving them this, um, you're too weak, you're no longer a man, that sort of thing. And so for Andrew Luck to come out and say that, it's game I think it moved the conversation forward slightly yeah. on the issue of tough, toughness, but we yeah. also need to do some like real soul searching as ourselves. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. I think it just, it, I think a lot, especially in NFL, you get players who just tied up, I mean, money-wise, you know, when you think when you, it comes down a lot for players' money, how am I going to take care of my family, you know? It's like I got to provide, you know? How do I How do I do that? I mean, I feel like I don't have enough money to hold it down because usually you see a lot of players after they retire, it's like, it's like things go downhill. You see a lot of guys who retire, you know, you see guys that go through, you know, have so much pain, a lot of pain meds, they're, they're, on, they're, they're messed up. And, so, and they don't have the resources or the money to help them. And a lot a lot of that comes from, you know, is the NFL providing the right amount of support for these players that need the help? You know, and so for guys like Andrew Luck, he, for him, he realized that at the end of the day, once he gets older, that break, you know, when he gets broken down, all that's going to be on his family. You know, they, have their, they may have to help him out, you know, and... And that's a huge, and that's huge. You know, you want to make sure you don't want to put your family in that type of situation where, you know, you're in your early or mid thirties and you can barely get up out of your bed in the morning or get out of your chair. And, you know, somebody's always got to help you out. You know, we're all going to get there at one point as we get older, but at that age where you're suffering that much, or even in your forties and you're going through this much pain and this much suffering and you have to pay for medical bills that comes out of your pocket and you don't have you know, the enough money or resources to help you out. How do I, how do I get through that? I need to stay playing because I need the money. 
But then at the same time, I'm still getting hurt. I'm still banging myself up. It's all about how am I, you know, I got to make sure I'm financially right. I have to put put my money to good use. And, you know, not, not only for myself, but my family. And it's, you know, as play, as tough, when, especially when you're getting a lot, you know, a lot of these guys, you have all the center, you know, when you're a high-profile athlete, you're getting good money. Sometimes you lose sight of those certain things, and it can be very difficult to, you know, just have some reflection and center yourself, you know, about the things that are important. And, I mean, for Andrew Luck, he did that for himself, and that's not an easy thing to do for any athlete. You know, to just to do that is a big, big step. And I hope it's a step in the right direction for other athletes as well. I really think it does open the door for other athletes to come out and, you know, to, to definitely move forward to looking better out for their health and helping out with their families as well. Right. And it's also not just about looking out for your physical health. Although the football, we know football is a uh, it's a dangerous sport where mm-hmm. people get hurt constantly on a daily basis whether it's knee injuries, concussions, back injuries, there's a whole host of injuries, but often what's, with, often what's neglected in that is the mental health of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that a lot of these players, unfortunately, are coming from uh, low, ec- low socioeconomic backgrounds, mm-hmm. and a variety of situations in which, unfortunately, they are more vulnerable than the average person to mental health issues to trauma and it's not adequately addressed in the NFL. And I think what was really interesting for the Panthers, the Panthers back in 2018, they were the first NFL team to sign a social worker. They signed a licensed clinical social worker right. as a mental health clinician on their staff to administer mental health for their players. And it was the first of its kind. Yeah. And that was big time. That's really moving the conversation forward in a conversation where in the NFL where physical toughness is prided over everything and mental toughness is not even a thing. It's just get on the field and play. But a lot of these players are dealing with other issues. I remember there was an episode uh, yeah. I think it was an episode last year where the Panthers had a the Amazon documentary that they do every yeah. year and at the end of the season their season look back and there were a lot of players who were going through stuff it was I think Devin Funches who just like flipped out on the field but it was because I think his somebody had died in his family or something like that I forgive me if I got the story wrong but it was something to that effect and that can affect everything providing them some level of support um, is amazing and I think that's for everybody if you're feeling that you can't handle something, you're going through stuff, and, and maybe your friends or your family are not necessarily capable for whatever reason of handling that issue, obviously definitely talk to them first, but seek out professional help. It's not a, you're not broken, you're not, you're right. not weak, mm-hmm. but just like you would go to a doctor if you had a common cold or you had a flu or you broke your leg, it's just another form of help that we all need that we just you know you can't necessarily repair your broken leg it's the same thing if you're going through something uh, that you can't deal with on your own whether it's anxiety it's depression uh, or a host of other mental illnesses and you can't deal with it on your own it's okay to seek professional help that's right but i think the other big story in the nfl was the antonio brown situation (laughs) yeah um antonio brown was signed to the raiders well he was dropped by the patriots the patriots he was dropped by pittsburgh then signed to the Raiders. Then he didn't want to wear a helmet. Couldn't find a helmet. Then right. got dropped by the Raiders. <laughs> then got yep. signed by the Patriots. Patriots. Yep. Then got dropped by the Patriots. It's crazy. Then man. is out it's basically sequence. out of the NFL at this point. It, it and, was a crazy sequence, man. Yeah. All within the matter of, I don't know, two, three months, essentially. Yeah, man. It happened so it happened so like quick. I mean, everything that happened was like back to back to back. 
It was like worrisome. I mean, when the hurt, like first of it was, I remember right before the helmet situation was the issue with the frostbite on his feet. He had done treatment overseas. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. Yeah, that was right before the helmet issue. He had the frostbite on his feet, so they said he couldn't practice, he couldn't play during the preseason, no problem. And then in the midst of that, the helmet thing came out. It started to get a little sketchy. And then he, you know, the whole he, that was a whole fight, all the grievances. It became such a distraction. It was so interesting to see it play out because I was watching the HBO Hard Knocks as well and Oakland Raiders. They were doing it on the Oakland Raiders. And so watching it play out and how the effect it had on the players and this the, the coaching staff, it was really interesting to see because they really wanted him out. It seemed like they really wanted him out there. I mean, Antonio Brown's a great talent. You know, when he's playing, he's one of the best wide receivers in the game. And it definitely would have done a huge, you know, just gave Oakland a huge improvement for their team. And to see what happened there for him and the breakdown that happened within those first few months and uh, how where it went for him to this point today, where we're talking now about him, he has no job. You know, he's... Now he has now he has a whole bunch of grievances with the NFL. He's trying to get money back, and now it's just a uh, it's just a huge issue for him. Now I think he's even trying to do music videos now. You know, that's his whole now. That's his thing he's doing at really? this point. Yeah, he's doing music now, and so he still trains supposedly. He's still training, but there are some teams still interested. But right now, it doesn't seem like he's coming back to the NFL at this point. And it's just a little, it's just, how did we get to this point, you know, for him? Like, if I had, if that, if I was doing stuff like that and taking action like that, I would want somebody to check me, you know? Like, yo, like, you know, Colin, what you First doing? First of all, you know I'm checking you. I'm going to be like, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? I know you would have, I know you would have been the first to check me at the door. Like, yo, you probably would have slapped me. Oh, yeah. big facts. Right. A, a few slaps. <laughs> There, there are a few slaps. Sit down. That's it. Sit, sit down, man. What, what are you doing? But that's the thing. When you have money, and you have your team around you, and you paying them all this money, are you going to say something? Because, are you really going to say something? Because well, you know, it's, it's you tough because that's your meal ticket. Yeah, exactly. So that's my meal ticket. He's the one that's paying me. So why am I going to say something to him? That's going to trigger him. He's already triggered. So why am I going to say something to him? I want to get paid, man. I ain't going to say nothing to him. I'm just going to ride with him. Tell him I got his back. No matter what. Well, even look at the video he dropped on Twitter when he got... I don't know if it was when he dropped by the Steelers or if it was when he was dropped by the Raiders. But that video Mm. where he like ran outside. He was like, oh, I got dropped. And he like ran outside. Oh, yeah. Super ecstatic. That was when he got by the Oakland Raiders. When the Oakland Raiders dropped. And it was like, what, what are you doing? I just don't understand. That's not the best move, dude. Yeah, he he wild. He really wild out. I mean, that's just. I feel like there's something there. I feel like you know, for him, I know he came up, you know, tough. I know he grew up in poverty. You know, he had a tough vision. There's a lot of players like that, but it's just how do you how do you help that? How do you kind of reach out to that and kind of have a heart to heart? Like, if you're someone to support team, who's the one that you can kind of reach? you know, kind of reach him with, you know, because some, everybody, all analysts, coaches, they all look at him like he's crazy. Like, you know, they think he's selfish. They think, you know, it's all about him. You know, it's all about his money. You know, he doesn't care about the team. He's not a team player. 
why would you want something like like him on a team you know and that's the thing what you said it is key is that a lot of individuals who play in the nfl or play sports come from come from backgrounds of poverty of trauma and it's not addressed so sometimes their behaviors that they've sometimes the behaviors that they demonstrate are behaviors are maladaptive behaviors they're behaviors that they've come to use because it helped them survive in the environment that they were in mm. and it may not be the best <laughs> a course of action in the environment they're currently right. in but it's the behaviors that they know it's behaviors that they've used to adapt to survive in their environment but without providing somebody with additional coping skills with additional coping mechanisms with alternatives for behavior you're just gonna get the same behavior because that's all they know and right. then you're gonna start labeling people. Oh, this person's crazy. This person's uncooperative. This person is this. This person is that. Right. But if you haven't taken the time to address the actual behavior that's or the the hack the actual underlying cause of that behavior, you're gonna get the same behavior. So it behooves everybody to address those behaviors. When you see those things, you can't just go, "Oh, that person's crazy. That person's so and so." There's a reason why people act the way they do. You may not know sometimes they may not even know but there's a reason people just don't do things generally people don't do things just because you know they feel like it there's a reason for it um and and these adaptive behaviors have helped them to survive and although we don't necessarily want to speculate on the course of antonio brown and his mental health situation at the same time clearly there is something going on yeah. So there was a lot of speculation too that after he got hit by Vontez Perfect and he had that massive concussion, that that's when he really started that his behavior changed. Okay, so we notice all his behavior changed, but no one does anything. We don't address his behavior change. We just yeah. say he got he got his head blown off, <laughs> but we're not yeah. gonna be like, mm, maybe you need <laughs> to see somebody about your head being blown off. You're not, you know, you're not the same guy who we used to hang out with yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it changed. It changed. You know, when you get hit like that, man, the what happens with concussions, man, the symptoms that you go through, you know, it changes. It could change your behavior, you know, in that time span. And if you have enough concussions, it can do permanent damage to your oh, brain. And so with that damage that's done, you know, it's hard to kind of retract and come back to that state where, where you know, you had a healthy, you know, have healthy brain. You know, you didn't have some of these issues that you had now where a lot of guys go through, you know, they have blurred vision. They have their their thinking is off. Uh, critical thinking, the way we may normally make decisions on a daily day basis, it's it's altered, it's changed. This is this is what, function completely changed. Yeah, your your regular everyday functions, you know, your motor functions, everything changes and this is what concussions can do to you. And so it's it's very it's very dangerous. It could lead to even suicidal thoughts at some point. You know, you've seen a lot. There have been issues with NFL players that have done this as well. You know, a great movie to watch. You know, I think Will Smith did a great job in the movie Concussion. Um, that mm-hmm. came out a few years back. Definitely a highly recommended movie. Um, it's just, I think it was really on point in showing, you know, what happens to these players, especially after they retire or they leave the game. And, you know, we have so many head injuries and, what it leads to, their mental health. It's, it can go downhill very quickly for a lot of these guys who are athletes. And for guys like Antonio Brown, that's a real, it's a real strong case. You know, if you know if he seeks out, you know, some counseling at some point 
or just decides to get evaluated, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. You know, to see if there's some, you know, something more severe there. Because his behavior, you know, shows signs of that. You know, some of those things and his thinking, the kind of his actions the last, this past year has just been really, you know, extraordinary. It's just been something I don't think we've really seen, especially of a, a athlete at his altitude and, um, you know, his presence. And he's a, he's a superstar. So we've just never seen that before. I think that's what kind of makes it really, really unique. Exactly. And so at the end of the day, as we talked about in a lot of our segments today, is that if you are facing a challenge of mental health or you're facing a crisis, that it's important to seek help, whether that's help uh, speaking with your primary care doctor, speaking with them about your feelings, talking to a friend. As always, you can also uh, contact the National Alliance for Mental Illness. You can always reach out to them as well. They can obviously be reached at 800-950-6264. You can also text them at 741-741 if you're in immediate crisis. Uh, and that's, that's another way that you can obviously reach out. And we always encourage people, honestly, if you're facing a crisis, if you're facing a challenge in mental health, definitely reach out. Uh, to some sort of form of professional help uh, to get assistance with your needs. Yeah. And so to close out our segment uh, or our, our initial inaugural episode, so to speak, what we're going to try to do in almost every episode is either look at a quote or a song, right? So whether that's a quote for the week, a song for the week, what describes us, um, we're going to try to do that. But in, in this episode, since it's the end of the year, do a quote for the year that sort of represented what our year was like how our year was and we're going to do something slightly different generally we usually pick a quote for ourselves or we're going to try to pick a quote for ourselves this year we're going to pick a quote for each other so uh, why don't you kick it off for us sure i'll kick this off for you miles and so for the, this year 2019 the quote i picked uh was from the american indian uh, proverb no river can return to its source Yet all rivers must have a beginning. And so for this, you know, for this quote for you, man, I think um, this year was a lot of change and a lot of transition for you per Tell se. Me about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this year was a lot of change that that happened. And so, you know, for you start, you know, in your previous work you were doing for so long, you know, for years and your previous job. And I think uh Starting something new for you this year and a new job and a new role, I think it was just, it was tough, I, you know, going through that transition, you know, not working for a certain time period as you waited for this to come through. It was something new for you, new beginning and something you wasn't used to going through. And so that was a real tough transition as you started was going into something new. And this new beginning for you, I think is, you know, really changed, you know, helped you, you know, grow and see things in a new light. And I think it's going to help you moving forward, especially as we move into 2020. Yeah. And so the quote I picked for you is from C. Joy Bell, uh, which states that the only way we can live is if we grow. The only way we can grow is if we change. The only way that we can change is if we learn. The only way we can learn is if we are exposed. And the only way that we can become exposed is if we throw ourselves out into the open. Do it. Throw yourself. So I think this quote is super fitting for you. You and I had this conversation about sort of mm. increasing your exposure, so to speak, in terms of just getting out into a new environment. Obviously, the move down to Miami we had talked about for a while. So you moved out to Miami. You changed jobs as well. Mm -hmm. This podcast. Yep. 
all of the stuff has sort of been new for you and it's something that you wanted you had talked about like wanting to grow wanting to change wanting to have new experiences experience new things and the only way we can as the quote says in terms of learning and growth is if we expose ourselves to things if we don't expose ourselves to things if we don't put ourselves out there if we don't if we keep ourselves in a box keep ourselves in sort of the same rut the same um thing that we do day in and day out we're never yep. going to grow as individuals, as people, as persons, right? We're going to always remain the same. And so for you, that's my quote. Um, and beautiful, so, yeah. Beautiful. Look forward to hearing from you guys. And as usual, this has been another wonderful episode of What You're Thinking. I am your boy, Miles. And you got Colin here. And we will see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.